Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello. Hello, ladies. Bonjour, bonsoir. How did you go in Paris? We'll get into Paris in a minute, but just quickly with the language thing. Because when I was in Italy, I kept saying bonjour and then saying sorry. And then I feel like by the time I would have finally got to France, I would have been saying buongiorno. Yes. Um, oh, I don't know. I think because I know I'm going to be bad, I just don't try, which is maybe the wrong way to go about it. I want to – I want to – I also know some words in French, but yep. I just feel, no. I know, un cheval, un orange, okay? Yes. But yeah, I, d- I didn't try very, very hard at it. But every single time, obviously, I'm in front, more than anywhere else ever, I don't actually have any, like, yearning to learn any other language, even though I should probably learn Tereo Māori. But um, <laughs> when I'm in France, I'm just like, I just want to speak French. Who was I looking at? I was looking at some like unassuming woman who when I was on a Wikipedia page, she spoke like Italian, French, Spanish, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just yearn to be a multilingual woman. Yeah, this is my favorite. I'm doing it again. I'm sorry, girlies. <laughs> but I'm going to play the TikTok. So I feel like it's you guys get the you guys get the vibe. But I saw this last night and it made me laugh so much because I was like, this is literally me in Paris. <laughs> Merci, vocals. <laughs> Hola, como estáis? Muy bien. <laughs> Besos, un besito. <laughs> and that was Tyrell Hampton leaning out of his balcony in um, Paris. That's that's so like gorgeous. me. I was trying to I was trying to remember what one t- like how to count in French. Yeah, I was like I literally can't. <laughs> I think, like, as well with French, I, like, I've learned a bit of French in terms of, like, I think reading sometimes. I don't, can't read it well, but, like, I can capture a little bit of what's going on. But when I'm speaking, I don't even un- – when people are speaking French fast, I don't even understand what they're saying. As yeah. in, like, I don't even understand what they're saying in French to translate it. I feel like it's just, like, blah, 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 like it's just, like, one mm. long word. It doesn't mm. sound like multiple – you know how Italian's, like, buongiorno, buonasera – like it's slow and you yes. can hear it with yes. French it's just like they're too chic for us to even hear I mean they probably think that about us in English I've I've heard many a time that I speak very fast yeah um I would like to tell the girlies that our setup today is a spontaneous margarita margarita party Woo. so we're gonna be hyped in about Loose 10 lipped. minutes <laughs> loose-lipped and about margaritas are so strong as I was pouring mm-hmm. I like looked on this BBC recipe and as I was pouring, I realized that it asked, it was for two drinks. It was asking me to do 50 mils of tequila each. So 100 mils of tequila. Ooh. And then Contro 
20 mils of contro each but i'm like for a normal drink it's 30 mils each right so it should be 60 but then i put i put less a bit less a bit less um and another little treat is that i brought you a cookie home from paris can't stop thinking about it couldn't stop thinking about it since yesterday when you texted me a picture i knew what was inside the little from the special shop it's from the special shop oh my god scoop me a cookie right beside cafe charlot i walked past it in thing and it was closed along with everything else oh yeah in france <laughs> when you went there in, in august. august yeah um no and i was in the line and a very long line with the waiter from cafe charlotte who, mm. who served us last time and i was like what's your favorite one because obviously he works next door mm-hmm. and he told me to get this caramel one but then i got so basically i bought three the huge cookies and then i couldn't stop thinking about them all day and i was holding them in my hand and i was like just stop thinking about them you're not even hungry just stop i bought a banana one banana and chocolate because it's gone <laughs> and then i Why bought the caramel one me? and then i bought a normal one because we love a we love a OG milk chocolate chip cookie. Banana and sounds good. Was it nice? It was delicious. But then I hadn't eaten the dinner, um, and I lined up at fucking Paul, that disgusting depraved cafe. Yeah. Uh, waiting for the Eurostar, and they'd yes. run out of everything except for ham baguettes. And I and I was like, fuck this. So then I went and sat on the train, and I ate one and a half, almost two of those very big cookies for dinner. Yum. So you've got like a slither of a caramel left for yourself. <laughs> Thank you for that gift. <laughs> a little sack of crumbs. Um, so would love to just tell you that I didn't even know until a girly on our Instagram alerted us that Kim Kardashian's podcast is out. This I love the... I haven't started listening. I started listening on the way over here. Yes. And it was like... I just wasn't prepared. It was mm. like, choo, choo, choo. like, well, like it was like all these sound effects. So like, there's a body in room two. And I was like, nah, I was like, nah, not in the mood for this. Yeah. Can't deal with yes. this. I need to, my mental state needs to just have some clarity. And so I haven't listened properly. So I haven't even heard her dulcet tones as yes. a host, but I love the thumbnail. So <laughs> <laughs> thumbnail is fucking iconic. So firstly, I thought this was going to be, a silly story because it's Kim Kardashian doing a podcast and and she's just a silly woman Mm -hmm. in the best of ways. But it's so, I mean, obviously it is silly because it's so serious and it makes it the juxtaposition when like her voice comes in is really funny because she speaks in that Californian drawl, but she's talking about a very serious topic. So the, the, I'm assuming she's going to do different seasons for different cases and the first is the case of Kevin Keith. And in 1995, he was charged with a triple homicide in Ohio. So including a four-year-old kid. Jesus. So someone came into a house and gunned down. I'm actually confused about whether the it was basically a woman, her boyfriend, and a four-year-old kid. I mm-hmm. think that's the three people who died, but I'm a little bit confused. There's definitely three that died. And they the police never questioned him. They just went and arrested him and charged him with murder. And he didn't even know what he was getting arrested for. He thought he was getting arrested for drugs. God. And charged him with the murder, given the death penalty, and spent uh, 15 years on death row. And there was no evidence linking him to the scene. The The whole jury was white. It was just this insane case where he had four alibis for being in a different place. Four. Four, including um, he dropped his fiance at work and then went to his girlfriend's house. So it's like... A naughty, you a cho- dirty dog. Yes, I was like, you choose a different... Let him hang. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> literally. I was like, fucking hell, like shaking my head. The jury. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fucking hell, Kevin. Because he was like, yeah, I've made some bad mistakes. But And then he calls his, he calls his girlfriend number one, like his main girlfriend Zena mm. his fiance just to give her more merit even though she's not his actual fiance <sighs> I know I was like god and then so then I was like you know if, if the man was lying yeah he would surely come up with a better alibi than having to out himself as having a girlfriend called Melanie <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like and then also this is when I was like shaking my head so much at this part because then he goes he dropped Zena at work yeah. in her car takes her car to Melanie's house also just the idea of Kim Kardashian like 
giving me this information is yeah so, so insane. she's she's not really speaking that much oh, it's other people okay. and she kind of comes in at some parts oh. so it's like i can't even remember who's telling i don't know if kim was telling me us this or not but there's lots of different voices okay and it's, it's really well produced and mm. when she comes in she sounds very clever she I was expect just nothing less yeah and then yeah he goes he dropped xena at work and then he drives xena's car to melanie's house and then melanie cooks some dinner i was like fucking kevin honestly (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah so many alibis um they were watching this reality tv show at the house and then this um older woman came upstairs and used the phone and she also said he was there that night so it's it's kind of crazy um so yeah kim and then kim said that she found out about the case so then the family feud music starts playing and i was like what's happening (laughs) and then kim was like I went on, fam- it was like Family Feud with the Kardashians. And what? yes, and then Kim was like, I went on Family Feud with my family. And while we were on it, one of the producers came up to me. And I I often get people coming up to me after she did that case where she got, what was her name? Alice Johnson off because she like got yeah. sentenced for life or something for having drugs because her mm-hmm. boyfriend made her do a drug run. And she was like, I often get people coming up to me about wrongful convictions. And the producer was like, you should look into this from oh, Family wow. Feud. And she's been I thought you were going to say that's what he was watching that night. And I was like, <laughs> no. No, he was watching this other show, which actually sounds really good. I want to find it. It was some, yeah. Well, but, good on Kim. I feel like that wasn't probably necessary to the story, like from her perspective. I know, yeah. Being like Family Feud. You know, and then we she, went on Family Feud and that's like, do we need to know? Yeah, and then she also – um. <laughs> Said she she played this clip of her talking to Kevin on Zoom and it's like la, 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 like the Zoom ringing yeah. thing and then it comes on and she's like hi Kevin and he's like hi Kim and he goes you look great and she's like thank you <laughs> I was like, Don't. audio that could be edited yes. out very easily that is so yeah is he still in jail like is this yeah oh it's so gnarly and yeah so he was on death row for fifteen years and then um. There was new evidence presented, including the fact that potentially it was a hitman hired to do this, not Kevin, and the police knew about it and that they just had to arrest someone. And so instead of getting him out, they like took him off death row. I was like, surely if there's evidence there was a hitman and it wasn't him, he would be out of prison. So Kim was saying that, which is crazy as well, because it's like with how much power she has and influence and reach, Mm -hmm. like no one more so than Kim Kardashian it's crazy still that she's so she was like i'm doing this podcast and i want to raise awareness and i want everyone to know the facts of this case so that hopefully it makes a difference i don't know it's just it's just so interesting that you know when like celebrities do stuff that's actually good yeah or like she'll post a tweet being like everyone needs to know about this and everyone needs to sign this petition still the amount of people who it gets to like who actually do anything about it is so small a hundred percent and even like as we'll get into the kanye thing later but you just it makes you think about how like warped our society is where like that paris fashion week stunt is like taking up so much more like national conversation or like international conversation Hmm. than kim kardashian being like hey there's a guy in jail that everyone knows literally didn't do the thing he's in jail for and he's still sitting in jail and the police know he didn't do it and we know he didn't do it and like it's just i guess it's because people like grasp onto things that they can control more. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. like, it's, it's like when you actually zoom out and if you were an alien looking at our planet, you'd just be like, this is insane. Yeah. It's so insane. And I love so much because she says things. She's just such an icon. She was just like, the system is so, she was just like, you know, we think that the system is there to work for us and, and the justice system brings justice. But a lot of the time that's not true. Like, I was just like, you're so cool. Yeah. Just being like, the system is fucked. It's racist. It's this, it's that. And I'm going to work to change it. Yeah. Okay. Let's say it officially. Kim Kardashian's The System, the case of Kevin Keith, is greater than archetypes. (laughs) (laughs) With that little symbol. Apparently archetypes is coming back. For sure. I saw on Gorka, which is like my new go-to love. fucking I love publication. Yeah, it said um, archetypes was done grieving or something. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, as soon as that single perfect tear was shed, she was ready to rear yes. back up and get those episodes out. Yes, but like this is just so funny because like Megan and Harry's thing is so much about philanthropy, but her podcast is so self-indulgent, and Kim Kardashian is like 
the most unapologetically narcissistic person and her podcast is like doing this amazing social good. It's very yeah. funny. I was on Twitter like three days ago and I saw Lena Dunham was number one trending. No. And I was like, oh no, someone needs to take Twitter off this woman because I just so desperately want to just only love and support her. I know. And it just makes it really hard for me sometimes. What's she done? Have you seen the tweet? No. It's really cursed. <laughs> it sounds like someone did it as a joke, but it's real. She tweeted, when I go, I want my casket to be driven through the NYC Pride Parade with a plaque that reads, she wasn't for everyone, but she was for us. Who can arrange? Question mark. Someone said, Lena, no. <laughs> <laughs> the replies were so fucking funny. Someone just goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. And then so this is my favorite. Wait, where was this response was the best one? This clip. Wait, you have to open the link and press do it with audio. <laughs> I had to close my WhatsApp. Oh, no, no sorry, I'm, it's I'm, on the thing. Oh, on the dock. Mm-hmm. On the dock. Oh, yeah. I was actually just looking at that. Okay, it's Oprah good. and Gail. <laughs> I haven't heard any of my gay friends I've use this I've never heard words. this from any gay person. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard any of my gay friends I've use this I've never heard words. this from any gay person, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Lena calling herself is a gay icon is random because I don't – anyone calling themselves a gay icon is weird, but I don't even think Not of her sure. as one at all. Like, yeah, if Cher said she's a gay icon or Liza or Drew, like all the people that are, they just wouldn't. Firstly. Yes. If you are a gay icon, you would never call yourself a gay icon. That's part of being a gay icon. <laughs> but <laughs> secondly, Lena Dunham just isn't – I don't just – I just don't associate her with like – queer culture at all like gay men culture at all i this is the thing where she just comes across as so out of touch with reality because i'm like what is this fucking tweet we do not assert ownership arrangements for the safe disposal of lena dunham in accordance with state and federal law remains the responsibility of the heterosexual community (laughs) wait has she replied since no she just like kind of proudly left it up and i feel it's this thing where i'm like i feel and someone goes she's done it again folks the worst tweet i've ever seen oh my god <laughs> i know she's got her new movie out which looks really cute it's getting really good reviews yes i really want to watch that see it. she's released two movies in one year which is random i think i put it on our doc the mm. other day saying we, we need to watch this what what when how <laughs> i think it's on amazon no, I hate to say, but we just not in. I'm, I'm still. I don't know. I keep deleting. Is that and then... Joe Alwyn? Oh my god, Joe Alwyn again. He is like the himbo of <laughs> the world. Yeah, Joe Alwyn. It's Joe Alwyn, Nina Dunham, Andrew Scott. Maybe she's Billy calling Piper. herself a gay icon because she is in a film with Andrew Scott, who's gay, and then Joe Alwyn, whose girlfriend, according to. TikTok is also gay. Okay. <laughs> also, Brands in this movie, I find him so annoying. I know. I, I had like a. I loved Russell Brand for a time. Yeah. In my life. I mean, I think everyone kind of did. But he's I was like, designed I was for like 16 year old girls yes. who don't think too deeply because he's like, you just got to live in the moment. But know. he actually gets so philosophical about so many things, but he just. I don't know if any of it makes sense, but I have gone down. I've like fully gone down rabbit holes of listening. I think, I think relatively recently to him, I think he was on Dax Shepard or something. And for some reason I listened to him on a run and he was saying kind of smart stuff again, but I was like, you're, you're, I don't believe you. He has like, I think he has very good intentions and he's like a nice man. But I think he's not anywhere near as smart well, as he thinks he is. Don't talk to Katy Perry. I know. I think he's an okay man. <laughs> I think he thinks he's a lot smarter than he or is. Or Zena. So he's saying men. things with like this confidence of like, like he's teaching the masses about like things where I'm like, this is all just kind of basic yeah. stuff about like mindfulness and trauma and like yeah. compassion and whatever. But yeah, he's like a reformed in- addict who found... Yes. Um, meditation. Always the worst kinds of people. Yeah. he's. I, I feel like I, he sometimes, would be insufferable to be in a yes. room with. Sometimes I worry that I'm going to go too woo-woo. <laughs> like sometimes there's even There's always just, a risk, yeah. A, oh, speaking of, <laughs> this is the worst way of like introducing this as a topic um, because I really loved this conversation. But I, I somehow found I've – ne- I've never listened to this podcast, The Diary of a CEO with Stephen Colbert. Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know who he who he is. Yeah, he's like a um. He became like a millionaire when he was twenty six, and is a bit of a like entrepreneurial whiz. Okay, and then he wrote a book about it, I think, and now the podcast started as entrepreneur stuff, but it's kind of just become about like self development and self improvement and psychology stuff. stuff. Yeah, he yeah. seems he seems he's, great. He's he's very. He's very smart, except for the fact that in this piece, in this interview, so he was interviewing um, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it was a really gorgeous conversation. I just, it made me love her so much. She's only 26, maybe, or 25. And she was just talking about, it kind of, there was heaps of headlines about it where it went a little bit viral for some of the comments she was saying about growing up in an abusive home. So her Mm -hmm. dad was abusive. And she was just talking about trauma and going through just uh, therapy and like self-development. And it was just such an insanely good interview. And I loved it so much. And yeah, he was, he's very good at speaking to people about that stuff. And she basically was like, I've never talked openly about any of this before, but I feel really comfortable doing it in your company. But then he goes, I read the book, this book called... And he didn't even say the title right. It's The Body Keeps the Score. But I think he said The Body Holds the Score or something. And then he goes, no, I didn't read it. But I watched a YouTube synopsis. I was like, don't admit to that. Because that's a book that you should read if you're yeah, going to be talking crazy. to people about this. Yeah, I've definitely listened to it. A couple of my friends really like that podcast. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good. And I've listened to – I can't remember which one. But I really liked it. But I like that everyone's having these, like, conversations now about, like, making um, – like mental, basically just things that people were separately learning in therapy. Everyone's like getting together and sharing them all. Yeah. And I feel like it's so useful. I feel like things I've seen on TikTok or heard in podcasts have helped me more than like years of therapy did. Mm. Like single little nuggets of information. Yeah. And it's quite, yeah, even just listening to Maisie speak about, I don't know, just about like what <clears throat> she went through and the way it informed her life and her decisions and things. It was just so interesting. And she was saying, yeah, that basically – uh, her mum lifted out when she was like through escaped she said when she was three months old but I think somehow they ended up still having a relationship with him and then she was living with him and and a teacher pulled her aside and was just like have you had an, are you, have you had any breakfast are you hungry and she was like we just don't have breakfast in our home mm. and she said she didn't want to go into like too much detail about specifics because she was like it obviously involves other people not just myself but mm. it sounded horrific and it's crazy that she got to where she is and and she was even saying though she was like I wouldn't change a thing because it's helped me become a good actress because I can harness these emotions and she said when she went to Game of Thrones the audition her first thoughts were like I'm gonna be a failure mm. I'm gonna let them down and he was I don't know sometimes he seemed sometimes he came across kind of just like, like a bit of a pea brain yeah because yeah. he was like why would you think that and she was like well because I've been told that my whole life and he's like <laughs> and he was like oh <laughs> And he said he said something about perspective privilege, which was quite interesting. He was like, we don't talk about that as being a pri- – there's so many privileges we don't talk about, but he was like, perspective privilege is one because obviously yeah. he's grown up in this loving environment where his parents have always reinforced him and always said, your ideas are good and what you're doing is good. She's coming from a home where she's being told everything she does is wrong. She's stupid. She's dumb. Obviously, you're going to have like such a different outlook on life. It was just. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. And God, then, perspective. That's such a fucking thing. Yeah. And, so fascinating. And then she was like, thankfully for Arya Stark. Yeah. She was exactly what they wanted because yes. she was <laughs> traumatized and could harness all these crazy emotions. And then she was even talking about like from the age of. So she grew up in a council estate. They had no money. Mm. But she goes from the age of. And then she was. But she was also downplaying that because I was like, dude, that is knowing. That is knowing like having nothing but she was just like from the age of 12 I've been set for life and it's such a weird Mm. feeling and she was just like it's such a weird feeling as well because you want to help other people and you want to you you feel guilty for having this money and you feel guilty because you you don't know what it's like to like struggle to not make rent and like for my friends to be going to all these auditions and not getting them and she was just like it it, she was like it's alienating and weird Mm. but I'm like you did come from it like you didn't have breakfast in the morning. So yeah. it's like, you do know that. It's such an interesting thing. Like I saw a TikTok talking about, um, I think Alec Baldwin's daughter got in trouble for like a, a TikTok she put up talking about how people criticize her for not working. And she was like, and actually like me and my boyfriend are starting this business and we're doing blah, blah, blah. I'm doing this, like listing off the things she was doing. And this guy was just saying about, this only like tangentially relates to what you're saying, but th- that thing of like, when you get money, you are so isolated from the reality of working that it's literally mm. something that people like 
it, it creates such a gap between you and anyone who does experience it because yeah. it's something that you like if you've never had to like a nepotism baby you can't even imagine it <laughs> like you don't even know what it's yeah. like it's such an abstract thing and that's why people try to like say like no but i do this this and this and it's because they don't understand it mm. and i just think that feeling of like never having to work again from age 12 yeah would just be the weirdest psychological it's not a normal psychological thing to happen and it would make you feel so isolated like isolated from your family and your friends mm. and like it's like megan markle in that cut interview she was like we started a business during lockdown yes this obsession with <laughs> it's still sounding like yeah you work as hard as other people mm. which is why i get it's hard to be honest about that in a way that doesn't make you come across like a dick yeah but yeah <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. My boyfriend the other day, I was talking about ADHD and just yet again, like there's so many girlies from when we released that episode with Noelle. It's called The Lost Girls. If you want to go back about um, getting a late diagnosis of ADHD as a woman who have gone and gotten the help they needed and been diagnosed mm. since, and I still haven't because of my ADHD. Like the mm. thought of organizing it and the thought of like going in and doing it. And then I, when we were away in Italy, we were on a boat and I was just like, I just need to sort this out. My mm. life would be so much easier. I would be so much more ahead of everything. And then, and then Omar was like, but you know, you do the Pomodoro, you do this. I was like, this is all a lie. I was like, I don't even do it. Think of the Pomodoro. Yeah. I do it every, if I have to do like things that I hate, like on Monday, you guys can get a little life hack from us. Yeah. Pomodoro is this thing called a Pomodoro timer and it's an actual timer to cook like tomatoes, I think. But people have realized if you do 25 minutes of work, five minutes of break, 25 minutes of work, five minutes of break. And then you get 15 minutes eventually. Of so yeah, break. I think it's four rounds and then you yes. get 15 minutes off and then you do it again. I always mean to like tell you about it, but I also know as someone who has like a much milder form of this, that it's like the last thing you want to be told because you're like, I know, I know, I know. You're just making me more stress telling well, me. Well, I've <laughs> emailed a guy, but he didn't have a free spot till January and then I just didn't email his receptionist back. And it'll probably be like January and you'll be like, oh, I should do this yes. again. And then it won't have a spot till like July. Um, okay. So on to PFW. How was it? You were on the ground. Give me some insights. Okay. So firstly, I need to tell you about the best moment of my life, which I'm not sure if you've already seen on the Close Friends. I drunkenly uploaded no, screenshots. haven't. Okay. Grace O'Neill, I met Charlie XCX. Oh my god! I met Charlie XCX, and when I say, so everyone's <laughs> everyone's gonna be like, "Who cares?" As in, she's not Rihanna. But I'm like, I am so obsessed with Charlie XCX right now in this moment of time. You know what I mean when you like discover a celebrity, yeah, and you're like, I will, yeah, inhale everything about her. I run and listen to podcast interviews she does. Uh, I listen to her soundtrack. I listen to her album. Could we not have like? Had her on the pod. Had her on the pod. She's I feel she's like. quite she's quite big. No, like now, but I feel like we dropped the ball with getting her know. for something. Maybe like a while ago, like quite a while ago. I was offered an interview with her. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, and then like the P- the PR like fucked it up, and I they abused them. Um, <laughs> but she, I think, yeah. And then I think I was like, oh, the podcast. Yeah. Um, but she 
so I like just basically I'm obsessed with her right now. I saw it Primavera in April. It was the best moment. It was she's just she's just so fucking cool. Knew she was in Paris, right? Yeah. So and she's like a Balenciaga girly. I went to the Balenciaga after party. Also was like to my friend scarred from when we tried to get into that um, Milan Fashion Week party that we were, we were invited to, but they oversubscribed them because they're so worried about people not showing up. They want the parties to be full, a- a.k.a. the time the Bottega Veneta party was completely empty when they yes. did the opposite. We can like say it openly and freely now because there's a new leadership, so we yeah. don't feel as scared. Yeah, we went to a Bottega Veneta party and it was empty because yeah. they were trying to be so exclusive with it. Yes. So usually they oversubscribe it. And I was like, Balenciaga is going to be fucked. Fucked, fucked. And I was like, I need to get into this. <laughs> because the, when we went to that one, it was like, that was like the craziest night. Okay, gross. But it was straight. We just had to, it wasn't like getting physically into something. We were just there. Wait, what do you mean? Like we went to the Balenci. I was like, oh no, you do. I was like, why were you worrying about getting in? Because at the last one, we were just there. Oh, but sorry. But it's because it was yeah, the same yeah. venue. We went to the show yes. and then we just walked outside and we were in the party. Yeah, but this was a different no. location. So this was like the show was in the morning. Yeah. At night, they were having yeah. a party that started at 10 p.m. Yeah. Right? I was like, I'm scarred from when we were in Milan, were invited mm-hmm. to a very chic party, thought, hmm, we'll just go have a little mm-hmm. dinner, hang out, arrive fashionably late, arrived fashionably late alongside like 400 hot, sexy models who also yeah. couldn't get in. And we were like, well, we're giving up. Yeah. So with this, I was like, absolutely not. We're going there on time. Of course, friends taking forever, getting their makeup done. 11.30, started at 10, 11.30, mm. we're rocking up. I was like, oh my God, the line outside, hundreds of people mm. lining around the block. And I was just like, this is fucked. This is fucked. Managed to. I was just, I just like lost it and just snuck in. Managed to just like sneak past security, just got in immediately. Well done. Because you never know as well, like, if you're meant to jump to the front or not. Yeah, this, there was like a lot, I don't know, there was one line of heaps of people and then another line of like VIP. Yeah. And I don't even think we were VIP, but we just went to the VIP line and then that wasn't moving. And then my friend was like, she's she's like a friend of Balenciaga basically. And she was like, I have a handler, I can call them. And I was like, a handler? Yeah. And I thought she was full of shit. Gorgeous. And then she called this handler and this woman, this woman from Balenciaga came out. And got her in, and I was just like pushed behind her, and was like, and yeah. the security was trying to stop me, and I was like, absolutely not. And I went in. Okay, the minute I get inside, <laughs> I'm with this like fabulous gay guy called Josh, um, who I like don't even know, but he, but <laughs> I turned to him and I was like, Josh, is that Charlie XCX? And he was, and he lost it because because <gasps> she's just like a gay, she's a gay yeah. icon. Speaking of speaking of gay icons, gay icons, yeah. And he was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and I was like, okay. Just be cool, just be calm, just be collected, just be normal. I was like shaking. Grace, every opportunity to be normal because not only was she with a friend of mine, like a person I know, mm-hmm. she was like in a group with Richie. So, and Richie was like, Izzy, hi, you look amazing. Oh so good to see you. Gave me a big hug and, and was like, I'm coming to London next week. Can't wait to see you. And at, at the whole time Richie's talking to me, I'm like, staring at charlie like staring at charlie i was like i was such a freak i haven't been a freak like i I was just like oh my god and charlie could like sense the energy like she literally could sense she was just like i need to be away from this person yeah then she goes and starts talking to my friend sean who Mm -hmm. she follows on instagram that like they don't know each other but she starts talking to him Mm -hmm. i just turn around walk towards her and just go hi i'm izzy while she's speaking and then she goes Hi, I'm Charlie, like in her insanely sexy voice. And then I just froze and didn't say anything else and just looked at her. And she just like looked at me. And then, she, and then she walked away and I was like, oh, I'm going to die. You just needed to turn on that Truman charm and you would have just and I said whisked to, her away. And I said to everyone, I was like, there's not that many people that I'd be like that around. She's, I've never seen you be like that. I, it's because I'm like, I'm obsessed with her and like, that way of it being a joke that it that it becomes real. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like I but, like talk about her. But you're all in like the act the you're active you're in the active obsession. <laughs> yeah. Which is different to I don't the e- I, I don't actually think I would even be that weird around Rihanna. I probably no, would you be. Wouldn't. You would. Yeah. You but would. like other people know. <laughs> Are you freezing? It's really funny. Because I wanted to ask her for a photo. Right, but you should have just been like 
what's up like and then yeah and then <laughs> later i wanted to re-see her and be like because then i was a bit drunk and normal yeah i was just very sober we just pushed our way in through the crowd it was like yeah. all very stressful and then later i just wanted to be like i'm so sorry for my energy before i'm really sorry cool. for being a freak <laughs> i love you can we get a pic because someone else walked up to her and was like can i get a pic and then they both poked their tongues out and looked really cute and walked off and this is all happening in front of me as i'm like malfunctioning it was like a lose-lose situation so that was the funnest time that was the best moment of my life even yeah though that's she, so special she hated me i don't think she hated you i think she she thought i was weird i think you just i think when you're like famous or whatever you you probably misread people's energy a lot she, you, she read mine right <laughs> she read mine probably right. read people's energy really <laughs> but like i don't think you'd be off with someone being excited to meet you i think if like she might have like read it as something i think i looked different kind of, to what i don't even was. know if i looked excited i think i looked like maybe angry or something that's what i mean yeah, like yeah, i feel yeah. like she didn't read it as you being so excited to see yeah. her, like being friends with everyone and so excited to see her that you were freaking out i think she might have read it as like some i don't know what else but like yeah. something yeah so some ulterior motive so that happened um <laughs> and then they they were so amazing they got this syrian singer i saw the syrian wedding singer yes i was fucking omar obsessed. i can't remember his last name oh omar suleiman he was amazing it was so it was so fun because it's also like at those parties people can be so too cool yeah you know like i don't know a balenciaga party has such a it could so go one way where it's just like too many cool people dressed in black standing around like looking at each other and instead we were in this mosh dancing up and down losing our minds to the syrian Syrian. singer yeah so that was fun yeah i loved that and then what else I didn't see Caper- I didn't go to Caperni. Didn't get an invitation. Can we talk about the Caperni Bella Hadid moment? Yeah. I'm very interested by it because I obviously saw it on Instagram and was like with the people I was with, like, oh my God, look at, like, this is crazy. And they were like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then, like, after that had settled down, I was kind of like, is it? Was it that? Like, I <laughs> yeah. get that it was, like, made to be going everywhere. And then, um, what's her name? Rachel. Rachel Tashjian from Half as Bazaar US. He's like a really, really good fashion writer. I feel like no one writes fashion criticism anymore, don't you reckon? Like when mm. you just read it. I mean, like we're guilty of this as well. But you're just like, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. Like, because you writes. don't, you get uninvited to exactly. shows and you just, <laughs> and also because everyone's advertisers. You're like, exactly. not allowed. You're like, not allowed to. So I guess Caperni, because they're not like an, a traditional advertiser, maybe mm. she felt like, okay. But she basically just wrote this piece where she was just like, what is the point of a fashion gimmick like that? And she was like, I kind of looked at it and was like, I get it. But then afterwards was like, I don't really get it. Well, it wasn't really saying anything except getting Bella Hadid to like morph into weird positions and stand naked for a while. So men could spray her with stuff. Like I do kind of, and also agree it didn't really say anything like what was it what was it trying to say (laughs) and also that technology that they use has been around for two decades Mm -hmm. it's not new it's not Mm -hmm. this new science that they're pioneering there's like a sustainable thing that's going to help the industry or i mean that i mean there is that element because it's like with that stuff they spray on basically i'm sure everyone has seen this video because it went insanely viral which is obviously the point but they sprayed on this substance that turned into a fabric that feels like feels like an actual fabric while it's on but it can be melted down and reused once Mm -hmm. you've once you've worn it so so it's sustainable in that way but it's also like i don't know the dress wasn't even nice unless you're literally bella hadid i feel like that wouldn't look nice on like even then but it's like it just was yeah. yeah and i also found them using bella hadid just i was like i love her i love her I would she be a fucking really like I'd be a freak if I met her, but I'm also like, do we need to see Bella Hadid standing there naked out of every single model in the industry? Like, is that really, yes, saying I don't know. So Rachel wrote in this piece, but what was the big idea behind the spray on spray on sheath? I struggled to see or feel anything other than discomfort at Bella Hadid bending her arms and legs to the whims of two men and their canisters. She certainly looked fabulous and clearly sold the idea to many. If the whole charade left me convinced of only one thing, it's that Bella Hadid is a true supermodel. 
Notes said that the collection was dedicated to all the women in the world. Really, in that case, to me, the dress is a statement about how often women are gently manipulating themselves to accommodate the dumb ideas of men. Love. <laughs> I love it. It's like so true. It's like that she's just standing there contorting around for what? Like because some these two fucking guys were like, this would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just was like, could you not have picked a different model mm-hmm. for that? Mm-hmm. She's just she's and that's that's what like kinda of, kinda of convinced me of like the point. The whole point of it was to go viral. That's why they picked Bella Hadid. And that was what people were responding to. Like even people that showed me it or sent it to me were like her fucking body. Like it felt like people yeah. were just being like, look how amazing Bella Hadid looks yeah. and she's also having a, a dress sprayed onto her. Yeah, and she looks like she's she's so small. Like it's it's like she's she's very, very small. Yeah. And we're trying to have these conversations about inclusivity. I don't know. I was just like, okay. And yeah. And the comparisons to the Alexander McQueen show with the dress with the spray. It like obviously was evoking that, but like that was such a fucking smart thing. Like we'll talk about this with Yeezy as well, I think. Like that was such a smart like statement about the interaction between like technology and craft and like who makes things and how much can technology take over from like what we do by hand and like I just felt like it was such a thoughtful fashion statement, which is why it's so iconic. Whereas like this, I think it's so good that we're questioning like, okay, but why? Yes. <laughs> and I think that's the same with the Yeezy thing. It's like, oh yeah, okay. Like you can put it on Instagram, but why? <laughs> like, what does it actually mean? Yes. And you get designers like, I don't know. There was just so many really great, like the Loewe collection was so amazing. There were so many great smart collections that that being the biggest thing of the season you're just kind of like oh mm-hmm. i agree completely um okay speaking of bella hadid who i know i just said shouldn't have been the model for that <laughs> uh do really love her and i was just thinking i don't know she is she's when you see her model which i know we've seen her model you saw her in milan i saw her in paris she's really really something else mm-hmm. like i do just genuinely think she's like she's the supermodel because she works so hard as well. It's like, yes, she's privileged in so many ways in terms of her looks. But I just think like, I think the whole thing about her is the energy she brings, Mm -hmm. how hard she's worked. Like you can see from her early years to now and how hard she continues to work. It's like she, that girl was in show after show, after show, after show. And I saw on TikTok, um, someone stitching together Kendall Jenner being like, I'm not like one of those girls who walks like 30 shows or whatever. We've always been really selective about what I do because Ugh. she's privileged and doesn't need to make money. Yeah. And then you see, and then it cut to Bella Hadid walking like every single show. I went to Stella McCartney at 10 yeah. and Sakai at 11 and she's Bella Hadid was in, in both. Gorgeous. And, I, and, and it's like walking Stella McCartney alongside Gigi and Amber Valletta and like with Paul McCartney in the audience and stuff is major. And then to go to Sakai, which is like this very cool, like up and coming brand. She just, she's just great. And she, every single time gives it her all, even though she must be so, so tired. A hundred percent. She's like a master of her craft. I even remember seeing her at like a Michael Kors show in 2018. And like, the difference between then and now, it's just astounding. Like, was that the one where she fell? No. no. No, it was, I think, a year after that. But it was like, you know, you see the clips. Like, she was doing that kind of, like, clunky, like, lollop down the runway mm. that all of these, like, Nepo girls used to do. And she's just perfected it. She's like, a, this was the first season where I'm just like, she is just, like, a real yeah. proper supermodel. Yeah, like, that will define insane. our era. Yeah. yeah. Looked amazing. And like you say, just dresses amazing, so sweet. There's all those videos of her outside of hotels talking to fans and she's just like and she's clearly i think what separates her from like Gigi in a lot of ways is it's like she bella in a way that i think like a lot of supermodels before her even didn't care like loves fashion she mm-hmm. like lives and breathes it and you can see it in the way that and she cares so much. Like you can see in the way that when she walks and when she is backstage with the designers, like she's taking it so seriously because she's like not, she's like, I'm not in this specifically or only to walk the runway for my own career. She's like, 
you can tell that she's like, I'm in this modeling a collection from a designer who worked really hard, who's like really proud. This is their big moment. And like every single time she gets on the runway and she's like giving that energy, mm-hmm. which I just find so beautiful. Like and when at the Stella McCartney show, I was like facing, they were coming out of these, uh, what, what are they called? Those doors that, those round doors yeah, I fucking revolving hate. Doors, revolving yeah. doors. <laughs> Um, just coming out of that everyone was coming out of and going back into revolving doors and I was like facing them I saw that her come out and then I saw her go back in and as she goes in I could like see through the glass she walks in so she's doing her like model strut until she gets behind the revolving door and then she ran and was like hugging people and I was just like you're so cute that is so gorgeous beautiful I'm so happy for her same like Gigi has always been a just like very commercial, like kind of girl, you know. Yeah, and, and it's amazing. Has- I think she doesn't want to be anything differently. And I, I've always, I've said this the whole time. Like, I have no beef against Kendall Jenner, but I've just never found anything about her as a model compelling. Neither. Yeah, in any way. No. Like, I just, I there is just no way on planet Earth she would have been scouted if she wasn't famous. Yeah, and obviously she's beautiful and obvi- like you know what I mean. But it's like. Bella is someone, and I get, like, she's had stuff with her face and whatever, but you look at her now, she doesn't look like anyone else <clears throat> oh, yeah. working. She does look kind of alien, though, in she real looks life. Like, it's yeah. quite crazy. Like, But if she, like, her as her face is now, if she just came on and, like, everything, came onto the scene and had no money and no mm-hmm. background or whatever, she would be the biggest model in the world yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Amelia Gray as well is going to be major. So funny. Because yeah, just as someone who watches Real Housewives, like the thing of Rinna, Lisa Rinna going after Yolanda, and her daughter's so like desperately wanting to be the new Gigi and Bella. Really, it's been such a thing, and like almost a joke that like Rinna's jealousy comes from the fact that like Yolanda, Yolanda, because like like yeah, like Gigi and Bella, it's Delilah and Amelia, and they're like the blonde thing one, and then the brunette edgier one is okay, the younger one. Okay, and they've just been chipping away for like ten years, just trying to make a career of themselves. And this season, Amelia just like blew up. Yeah, <laughs> which is so funny because she- like no one knows who Delilah is. I've really not uh, not no one knows, but like from a yeah, fashion yeah, yeah. thing, it's, yeah, yeah, she. Uh, but also, it is like one who gets famous before the other. Gigi mm-hmm. was massive way before Bella. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Amelia, it's her face as well. Very similar to Bella's. Yeah. Very crazy looking. She's definitely followed yes. that <laughs> thing. Yeah. But I'm happy for her. She seems like a very similar way. She seems like a very nice girl who's very like humble and happy for everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been in like her sister's shadow and stuff. Yeah. So it's cute. Yeah. Um, okay, so on to Kanye. I mean, we're running out of time because I spent like an hour talking about Charlie XCX. No, I loved it. Um, yeah. We can do like... Well, yeah, we should just... I mean, there's not even that much to say about it. I just think that it's... I think that Kanye's show and the excitement... Even just the excitement around what he did was obviously he <clears throat> announced a secret show on the day of, on Sunday afternoon at like five o'clock in paris only 50 people were invited really small really exclusive obviously that gets people all hyped up everyone's like what's going on rah mm. rah he debuted yeezy season nine and sent white lives matter t-shirts down the runway candace owens who is a trump supporter right wing fucking piece of shit who has said like black lives matter isn't uh like uh, racism and like black lives matter isn't was it black lives matter was a hoax COVID was a hoax. Black Lives Matter. Like, mm. racism in America isn't an issue. She's the one that, like, tweeted all that shit about Harry Styles and the dress. Yeah, she's just yeah. a piece of shit. And she was wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt arm and arm with Kanye. And I think that was, like, <clears throat> I don't even know what he was going for. And I feel like, I don't know. If he was going for irony, parody, he said that he thinks Black Lives Matter was a hoax. Whatever. It was just completely, like just so misinformed and fucked and i hope that now people will stop i basically like i regrammed what my friend bambi said like 20 minutes after she was like one of the first person i ever i saw to speak out on it she was just like okay are we ready to stop calling this man like a genius in fashion now and admit that he's like a mentally ill person that should not be platformed like this is violent yeah i think that like the same thing when i saw it I think the thing with Kanye is that 
he is such an undisputed genius of music and was for this period of time that the fashion industry has just given him this total like get out of jail free card hall pass for so long because the funny thing is that he like (laughs) it's like this kind of tragic Shakespearean thing he's so good at music but what he really wants to be good at is fashion and he's not good at fashion Hmm. and because he's not good at fashion he grasps at weird straws like this to try and get like relevance in that space like putting the white lives matter shirt on the runway but because people in fashion allowed him into this space in the first place because they love fell in love with the genius of his music, they're just so ready to give him the benefit of the doubt. And that's just happened again and again and again with like the Trump stuff, with the um going after Kim, the way he did stuff, with the stuff he did about Pete Davidson, with like a bazillion million. Yeah, what things. Are, what are we up to even like, still platforming this guy? Yeah, we've just forgiven him and forgiven him and forgiven him because we have this idea of him being this tortured artist creative genius and i think that like it's very sad to watch the way that he behaves but at the same time he hasn't done or said anything truly interesting or groundbreaking since like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like 14 years ago Mm. and we're still riding on the success of that as like allowing him to get away with stuff that is just simply not interesting like with the white lives matter thing it's like you give that the most charitable reading you could give of it like treating someone as if they are some amazing artist it's okay maybe trying to be ironic maybe trying to question like why certain phrases have been injected with meaning when on their own they mean something quite banal but like it's just not an interesting conversation because we all had it two years ago. Like we all get why white lives matter is offensive. We all get what the coded messaging of it is. We all get like, it's just not something that feels culturally interesting or groundbreaking to talk about because it's not, it's not questioning power structures. It's not chipping away at like, like in, you know, problematic inherent beliefs or anything. It's just doing something mindlessly offensive to get, Twitter and media coverage. And I just think everyone's just now seen it. It's like the, I was saying to Zach, it's like that whole, the emperor's got no clothes on thing where the emperor's wearing no clothes and everyone is saying, no, he is, he is, he is. And then the little kid is like, he's wearing no clothes. And everyone yeah. <laughs> agrees on it. It's like, we've all seen that with Kanye now where we're like, oh, this is, this is just boring mm. and it's not interesting and it's not smart and it's not good fashion and it's not anything. It's just, it's just mean and nasty and like troll behavior um and everyone's just had enough (laughs) and it's kind of sad because i think all he's ever wanted is acceptance from the fashion world and it's like the thing that keeps eluding him because yeah i don't know yeah no fully i completely agree with what you're saying but yeah at the same i just can't get over how like because for us obviously we can we can just be like that's fucked up yeah and the fashion industry needs to stop giving him airtime and that can be like our take on it but at the same it's just like so insane what the roll-on effects will be in terms of like white supremacy and fueling this racism and hate and Mm -hmm. like it's actually going to have like real world impact and we and that we can like i don't know look at it from yeah like this perspective of 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 like that but at the same time it's just like the danger that it's actually Mm -hmm. causing it's it's insane it's like one of the most famous black men in the world like yeah like undermining this yeah it's it's just so bad also i was just like i don't know yeah i i saw like a tweet just being like everyone who knew about this in advance should be so ashamed like people were walking out of the show obviously like as they should be now he's like abusing anyone who criticizes him like a fucking i don't know it's just it's just gross it just puts such a damper on like the whole thing yeah a hundred percent and he i thought the thing he posted he's obviously backtracking which i think is interesting in the sense that i've never seen him do that before so he went out after gabriella carifa johnson who's a like amazing black stylist who works with american vogue has done a bunch of their recent covers who criticized the show in a very like generous way. Her criticism of it was like Mm. so much more thoughtful and considered than it even deserved. Mm -hmm. Like she really tried to see it from like, again, the most generous perspective and really give it like an intellectual reading and said, but ultimately, yes. Um, Which if I were him, I would be like shaking her hand and being like, thank you for legitimizing what I'm fucking doing. 
he put up this just like horrible hideous like it was just so obvious what it was doing like just this horrible hideous bullying inciting these manic followers he has to bully her and luckily the fashion industry did rally around her very quickly but i was really interested by what the supreme guy posted did you see this no so um tremaine emery kanye put up a thing um after people started showing their support for gabriella talking about how bernard arnaud who's the ceo of lvmh saying he killed my best friend which is he's talking about virgil basically saying that he like worked him to death at louis vuitton and then tremaine emery who's the creative director of supreme which is owned by lvmh um posted on instagram i've got to draw the line at you using virgil's death in your yay is the victim campaign <laughs> in front of your sycophant peanut algorithm gallery love then he said your best friend virgil this time last year you said virgil's designs are a disgrace to the black community in front of all your employees at yeezy ask lucette holland i've got all the receipts and don't even get me into the things you said about Virgil after his death. Yay, why don't you tell people why you didn't get invited to Virgil's actual funeral, the one before the public one at the museum, and why you weren't allowed to speak at the public funeral. You knew Virgil had terminal cancer and you rode on him in group chats at Yeezy, in interviews, in songs, etc. You are so broken. Keep Virgil's name out of your mouth. Keep Gabriella's name out of your mouth. You are not a victim. You're just an insecure narcissist dying for validation from the fashion world. <laughs> Love. Perfect. Wow. What a fucking piece of shit. I didn't realize he said that. I yeah. That. And then Kanye reposted that and said, when you're at war, they'll send your own people after you or something. Oh, fuck off. Like, and it's just this just thing off. of like, I know, it's just like obscene. But I was like, this just speaks to like the fact that he talked about Virgil Abloh like that and then like evokes his memory to try and defend himself doing something. It's just like, it's just fucked. Wow. Yeah. So foul. Gabriella forever. I know. Gorgeous girl. The only thing I hated, did you see what he posted? Um, no. What? He said that apparently him that day, him and Gabriella sat down for a conversation about everything and, Baz Luhrmann filmed it, which is, like, so cursed. And Vogue is going to upload it as, like, a thing. And then all these Vogue editors were liking Kanye's post. Oh so, God. like, the redemption thing of, like, Wait. bringing them back together and into the fold has, like, happened already. 18 minutes ago, he just posted Khloe Kardashian writing, Yay, I love you. I don't want to do this on social media, but you keep bringing it here. You're the father of my nieces and nephews, and I'm trying to be respectful, but please stop tearing Kimberly down and using our family when you want to deflect. Again, with the birthday narrative, er- enough already. We all know the truth. In my opinion, everyone's tired of it. You know exactly where your children are at all times, and you wanted separate birthdays. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> okay. You are lying, and in, in, in caps, he's writing, you are lying and are liars, y'all. Basically, can- oh, God, oh, my God. It's just like... Oh, okay. So he's just posted two hours ago a thing about Kim. Oh, and Gigi. You know how Gigi spoke out about Gabriella? Yeah. He wrote, I wonder what Gigi and Venus's perspectives were when I didn't know where my child was on her birthday. Gabby told me she disagreed with that. Like, oh my God. Real Candace Owens commenting. This is just like disgusting. So bad. It's all just so bad. And again, like we've always said, which is the thing with everyone with Kanye West, which I guess the right thing to do is just not talk about it at all. But it has such serious real life ramifications, like you said, so you can't unfortunately ignore it. Yeah. But it's like there's no joy even in like bringing him in him down or being like, fuck Kanye. Like it's all just like quite tragic. But I'm like that it's interesting with what he said about the video because I'm like there is just this desperation to redeem him that I think we're actually going to see kick in again after this even. And, well, yeah, it just keeps it just keeps happening. It's hard, isn't it? Because it's like if he's just going to pay to stage this show, I think people just need to not go and not cover it. Yeah. You can't stop him from staging it, but yeah. you can stop sending yeah. your people I to go. I think that should yeah. happen, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, we'll off to eat our cookies. Yes, gorgeous, gorgeous. And get Kanye's energy away from us. A great chat. We need to sage the house. We actually need to sage the house. Shiva's falling off the couch. Oh, his fat butt. Yeah, little butt. Shivy. Chunky. (laughs) Oh, Jacques. He looks so cute. (laughs) You don't fit, boy. Um, Okay, bye. Bye.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.